Locked on. Locked on. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast presented by NFL Game Pass. This season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. See all the action from every game with full game replays. You can also replay an entire game and catch all the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. I'm your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what is going on, sir? I I haven't had a chance to share this with you, but it's so fantastic to have NFL Game Pass as a sponsor because if there was one website outside of Twitter that likely brought us together as a duo, it That's would probably true. be NFL Game Pass and our and our love of studying the the absolutely. Film. So it's 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 awesome that they're they're with us. But uh, we are close, so close. We are two days away from the Cowboys kind of finishing up cuts uh, and. They have already got some movement. Unlike previous years with, with the Garrett administration, it feels like we've had a lot of movement up front before the, the cut yeah. down. It, it feels yeah. like we're going to be close to 53, well, you know, maybe even a day before the cuts get there. Yeah, so we're recording this episode uh, late on Thursday. Normally we record it, you know, Thursday morning or in the morning to, to try to get this out. But uh, Lynn and I think me or you, we both had a suspicion some Cowboys uh, news was going to happen today, and that's why we decided to wait on doing our podcast. That's the reasoning I'm going with, at least. Um, sure. Yes. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> today there was announced that the Cowboys have released veteran safety HaHa Clinton Dix. Uh, it's not all that surprising because uh, again I'm going to mention him all the time on this podcast. Michael Galkin of the Dallas Morning News. One of the absolute best beat reporters out there yep. uh, has been telling us for the last two weeks, hey, Haha is not a lock to make this roster. Darian Thompson has beaten him out so far in camp. He was really the first person to talk about this, uh, and that has now come true as the Cowboys have released Haha Clinton Dix. Uh, they paid him $2.25 million in guaranteed money. Uh, they actually can save $1.5 million guaranteed. Um, there's also some offset language in there as well. Uh, the Cowboys owe HaHa another million dollars. Um, but if he signs with the team before week one, uh, the Cowboys will actually save $1 million in cap space. Uh, if he signs with the team after week one, they'll get some credit for next year's cap. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, but, Landon, let's go ahead and t- start with this. Are you surprised that the Cowboys decided to cut HaHa Clinton Dix? <clears throat> I'm not surprised just because, I mean, there was a lot of talk about um, – you know his not being part of the you know his, his not being part of the starting defense and you know they paid it they paid him enough money that you figured it, it was a case that if he wasn't going to be the starter then they were probably going to want to get that money back you Absolutely, know yeah. I, even so, if it's just a million and a half dollars you know yeah I, I think every little bit counts especially when you're considering you know hey they got to pay a quarterback next year and they you know the 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 whole deal with the salary cap potential going down yeah yeah so they need they need to roll as much cash into next year's cap as they can so they're going to cut corners if a guy's not starting you know he's not gonna he's not gonna uh he's not gonna get paid so uh it'll be interesting to see what happens here because 
I, I just think that, you know, Darian Thompson. There's been Darian Thompson's been taking snaps with the with the starters for a while now, and that mm-hmm. that that's not that's not new news. I, I think, uh, I think that you know, part of the thing that's really interesting here is that they. This is a guy that has started before in the league, and a guy that they that they like a lot. I think, uh, you know, as a player and and as a guy in the locker room. Uh, but but I, I but what's interesting is that we can't really tell is this a is this a haha Clinton Clinton Dix failing situation or is this a they really like Darian Thompson situation? I think probably a little bit of both to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I think it's 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 going to be and that's one of the things that we don't you know kind of get uh, without without insight to looking at what's going on in camp, right? Mm-hmm. You can't really look and see if 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 Darian Thompson's just really making a whole bunch of plays or if, you know, if if it's ha ah, Clinton is just couldn't find his feet and falling down all the time or you know, it's like I, I it's so it's really right. kind of gonna be interesting over the next few days to see exactly how uh that that uh, that unfolds and I guess we'll kind of get an idea based on the Cowboys actions, you know, if they go sign someone it, it all fell apart. If if they don't, if they kind of go in with with this crew, then maybe they just really like Darian Thompson. Yeah. So I think there's a couple different ways that we can look at this release. Now, the the first one is a lot of I see a lot of people on Twitter talking about uh, this is what you get when you pay for cheap guys and free agency, or you pay you know average players decent money. Blah 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 blah. I don't. Yeah. I just it's the same thing with the with the cornerback that they signed from the Eagles a few years ago. It, it, it like okay, it didn't work out, but like you know, but that was do? quite a bit more money. Um, but but even then, like even even then, it's like there's a certain degree where Nolan like Carroll. if you're trying to if yeah. you're trying to insurance, it, it, you know, give some insurance to your team, sure. and then like you 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 know you beat it out because you happen to you know, especially with the way Cowboys handle player acquisition, they like to hit free agency, and then they like to hit the the, the draft with the same the same year, right? Yeah. Yep. So there's going to be times when these guys are out now. This isn't the case with Hawk Clinton Dix, but but I guess my point is that I don't really have a problem with them cutting veteran guys on one-year deals even if it's a little bit more money if they think that the situation isn't working because in the past the problem yes. has been le- keeping those holding on to those guys and then letting them play poorly for your football team sometimes it's good to just cut it you know cut ties and and, and start over and, and just call it as a loss it was an insurance plan that didn't work and and so now either they're at square one or they found Darian Thompson and they're and they're happy with where they are. Yeah, and that's what I was going to get to. The the second way of looking at it is the Cowboys aren't going to let money influence their decision on who plays, right? And that to me is such a a great thing because that means it really is a meritocracy, right? The best players are going to play regardless if you're on a vet minimum deal or if you signed a deal with three million dollars guaranteed. I I I. I it stinks that the, the signing didn't work out for the Cowboys, but I love this new philosophy from the from the front office basically saying, hey, if we made a mistake, we'll own it. We'll cut it right away before letting it fester and, you know, hang out for, uh, you know, the next couple of years. So um, I, I think it's I, I just think it's a really smart move if you're trying to become more like a, a New England Patriots front office. Right. And I know there's pitfalls with that as well. But not making a mistake work by, worse by letting you know a guy play who shouldn't be on the field. So I, I just think that's uh, that's fascinating. Uh, we're going to get into even more of this Ha Ha Clinton Dix discussion. Uh, but first, I want to tell you guys about NFL Game Pass. 
This season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. You can catch every snap from every game with full game replays, and you can see all of the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games. You can relive all the gutsy calls, crazy catches, wild comebacks, and breakout stars from every game and every week. It's all the action, all the football you can handle, all in one place, and NFL Game Pass is the only place you can replay every game all season long. You'll also learn from the league's best players with over 40 NFL Game Pass film session episodes. Go inside the game from a player's perspective as they break down the game's concepts and techniques. Learn from the best, such as Deshaun Watson, Stephon Gilmore, and even Amari Cooper. NFL Game Pass also provides access to the entire NFL Films archive. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. Okay, Landon, um, let's talk about what the Cowboys are going to do at safety now without Haha Clinton Dix. Uh, you mentioned Darian Thompson. I think he's slated to start week one. And I also think this tells you a little bit about Xavier Woods' health, right? They're probably not cutting Haha if Xavier Woods is going to be out for a while. I know some people are freaking out about his groin injury. I think he'll be okay. Um, so Thompson and Woods. Donovan Wilson is somebody who you like quite a bit, uh, a second-year player. But after that, it gets a it gets a little shaky, right? Reggie Robinson is somebody who the Cowboys have moved over from cornerback to safety. Uh, we know about Daryl Worley. Uh, what is your take on the Cowboys' safety position as a whole right now? I think I mean I think a lot of what we're struggling with is that we you know we don't know anything like that's no. like that's the thing is that we don't know what the coverage is that they're going to be playing predominantly. We don't know what the roles that the safeties are actually going to be playing and what kind of job description they need to meet in order to do what they need to do. So it's, it's very difficult. I mean, I, I think, you know, we keep hearing versatility and it, and it's not, it doesn't sound like it's just a buzzword. They, cause they, they keep bringing it up. They keep, you know, talking about, you know, they, you hear it from Mike McCarthy, then you hear it from Nolan, then you hear it from their DB coach. And he's like, Hey, there's no cornerback safeties. There's DBs. We're all in one group together. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so, I mean, if that's the case, then I imagine, you know, a lot of quarters, a lot of, you know, matchup situations with tight ends, man, one-on-one, uh, a lot of uh, uh, probably cover two. I, I just imagine. A, I say, is there a chance that we don't see, I mean, again, this is just me asking you a question. Is there a chance that we don't see as many two safety looks on the field this year, that we only see Woods and four or five corners play at one time? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, there's there's a possibility that they, I mean, especially with the way they're talking, there's a possibility that they deploy several different configurations of cornerbacks and safeties. And I would say all the way from three safeties to one safety to, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that they have an interesting collection of, of you know defensive backfield players they don't necessarily have you know a an elite top end cornerback but but i think that also kind of th- frees them up to deploy an interesting configuration of these guys and see what they can do in coverage to kind of mix and match it's not like they have a whole bunch of guys who can't play i think that they have a a, a whole bunch of hovering around starter to average starter level guys. Sure. Yeah, right? I agree. So yeah. and I think that, that if if you do some interesting things with pressure, 
that you can do some interesting things on the back end with these guys. And, and really, it, I think the difficult thing then becomes, you know, if, if you're going to play less safeties, who's handling their run responsibilities? Because that's, you know, really that's the, the different thing is, is, is can you find a, a cornerback who can play in space like that and, and can, you know, sit back in the, in the way back part of the, of the, of the defense and, and, and you know, kind of decipher what's happening and and pattern match and recognize what's going on and then react to that. Yeah. And then the other thing yep. is, can they can they be responsible for the kind of the run fits that they have to be responsible for, which is, you know, a, a step up in a level of physicality that that you know between cornerback and safety that I think is, you know, it's it's even in today's game is is uh, is underrated and uh, you know it's 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 one of the more difficult parts of the transition for those guys. I agree. I'm really interested to see like what their week one safety lineup looks like. I mean, I, obviously it's going to be Woods and Thompson, but how often do they use Thompson? How often do they bring a guy like Daryl Worley uh, inside to play a little safety? I think that's something that. Uh, we're really excited to get you know get to the L22. Brought to you by NFL Game Pass. I'm a company man. Uh, to to see how the Cowboys use uh, their safeties. Now, we have to talk about it because <laughs> this is everything buzzing around Twitter right now. Is uh, the Cowboys cut haha to save some money to go get Earl Thomas? Um, I don't think that's the case. But what is your take on Earl Thomas now in the Cowboys' need for a safety? I mean, it's hard. It's hard not to do the math there. I mean, I certainly, certainly understand um, the thought process. Sure. You know, I, I mean, I mean, look, he's been talked about with the Cowboys since well before the Cowboys have had safety issues since. I mean, mm-hmm. since Roy Williams fell off the block. You know, like fifteen year, ten years ago. I don't even remember how long ago now. Yeah, 2005, 2015. Yeah, 15 yeah. years ago. That's right. Wow. Uh, you know, I think that that's it's 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 been an issue that they haven't had two two solid safeties. And Earl Thomas, you know, obviously with everything that happened, it's 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 clear why that that they keep tying him to the Cowboys. And now they cut their veterans' uh, safety, and Earl's still on the street. But mm-hmm. I guess my question is to everyone is like, why is Earl still on the street? It's a great question. Yeah, I think. All right, so Todd Archer had a a report today, and I think this is noteworthy. He said uh, the Cowboys had initial interest in Earl Thomas when he was released by the Ravens, Uh, but since then the Cowboys are out. What does that tell us? My guess, and again, this is Uh just a complete guess, is... I think it's a pretty good guess, though. Yeah. I know what it's going to be. I know what your guess is going to be, so I think it's a pretty good guess. I I just (laughs) think, think Dallas called... Team or former teammates of Earl Thomas around the league and called coaching staff. Dallas is very friendly with some guys in Baltimore and some guys in Seattle, and they asked, hey, what is it like to have Earl Thomas on your team? And I think they got a pretty good idea of what you know you might be bringing into your locker room, and what they heard wasn't great. And I don't think that at this point in time, with the way they're expecting to uh, you know, compete in the NFC that they didn't want to bring in somebody that could potentially ruin it all. So uh, uh, that's my guess. W- what was your thought when you saw Todd Archer's report there? Well, I actually didn't see Todd Archer, so you're breaking news to me right then and there because I've I've been uh, running around. And, oh no, I'm sorry. I've been waiting by the phone for the the free agency stuff to happen before the podcast. <laughs> sorry. Um, so I, I mean, I think it makes sense. Like I I think that's just kind of confirming. You know what we all thought is that 
there's a reason he got cut. There's a reason that all of this is happening. Uh, and there's a reason that Dallas didn't immediately jump on the situation and sign him. Um, I, I think that the question, it, again, it all comes down to risk versus reward. Is, is he still giving you that same level of reward, you know, that he was a few years ago with all this increased risk? Mm. You know, like yep. it's like we said before, Seattle and Baltimore are two of the most tolerant player, you know, shenanigans teams in the league. And I mean, the players, not the front office, not the you know management, though they obviously had a hand too. The players were the ones that wanted Earl out. Yeah, I, I just think there's a lot of positive momentum going on right now with the Cowboys. They they look they feel like they are good, which they you know they're probably one of the top three most talented teams top to bottom in the nfl they they feel like the coaching staff is gonna you know created a new culture and they something is building here is injecting someone who could derail that by being a malcontent in practice worth what his current level of play is and again coming into another defense where it's not what he's used to. No, nope. it's clo- nope. it's clo- it's it's closer to what Baltimore was doing than what Seattle was doing, which is what he's used to. It like unlike what the equation, unlike last season when we were closer to Seattle. I I think that it's just it's not worth the risk. Is well, I the, think uh, the bottom line. The other thing is, you know, you can look at some of the other riskier quote unquote riskier signings the Cowboys had this offseason. And like for Everson Griffin, right? George Edwards went to the front office and said, hey, this guy is a fantastic player. You don't need to worry about him, blah, 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 blah. Same thing with Jim Tom Sula and Alden Smith. Who would be Earl Thomas's sponsor here, right? Now, if this was like yeah. last year's defense and you had Chris Richard, maybe that's a little different. Maybe maybe yeah. Richard said, hey, I'm, you know, I'm good with Earl Thomas. We, we can get him to work here. You don't really have any ties to Seattle or Baltimore that way in this, you know, this current coaching staff or you know the players in this roster. So, I think that presents an even bigger risk, right? When you when you don't have somebody who says, "Hey, when Earl's going through this, this is how you handle it." I, I just think at this point, it's not worth the risk, right? Yeah, and again, I think let's let's look at who the people are that aren't shutting the door on Earl. It's Jerry. Sure. It's just Jerry. And Jerry uh, is, I mean, more so than, you know, McCarthy or Steven, Jerry's the one worried about staying in the news cycle more than anybody else. Sure. So I, I think, you know, he's chumming the water to a large degree. Uh, and I also think that people are, you know, despite how much they're being asked by the media, I think the front office is trying to do their best to, you know, not disparage Earl Thomas in the pub, in the media. Sure, you know, yeah. they they it's it's tough because they're having to defend themselves from not making a move when in reality it's it's you know all the math is there for people to figure out. Right, it's, but it's right. just like you know what I'm saying. Like I think and, and it's a fortunate position for the for the Cowboys because they're being held up like it, it, you know why aren't you doing this yeah and like they're they, the only team they, in the league that could potentially sign earl thomas yeah yeah and, and it's like they they don't want to be the jerks that come out and say earl thomas is crazy have you guys not been paying attention the last year yeah. like yeah. so yep. i i just think that you know that's kind of where we are with this is that he's everyone who doesn't quite get it or i guess hasn't been paying attention to the news the last year is kind of like throwing up their hands and and the Cowboys are kind of politely trying to point to all the you know signs sure. and all the media of like, hey, this is why, guys. 
Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk more about how the Cowboys can replace Ha Ha Clinton Dix. All right, Landon. Um, right before we were about to record, uh, Jeffrey Kavanaugh of 105.3 The Fan was interviewing Stephen Jones. Uh, they asked about Earl Thomas, and he basically said no again. Uh, but they asked about adding a veteran safety, and he said, yeah, we're certainly open to that. Um, I put together a list of some names that are out there. Um Let's uh, let's go through them. Uh, the first one is somebody who, again, I, I don't know if the Cowboys have any interest, um, but he's one of the players that I wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys called to ask how Earl Thomas was last year, and that's Brandon Carr, who spent the 2019 season uh, with the Ravens playing safety. Would you be interested in bringing him back onto the team this year? I mean – You've watched him, watched him play safety. I haven't. So, but I mean, as a person and as a person that you put in your defensive backfield room, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, Brandon Carr is, you know, just as far as like human beings in the NFL is like Jason Witten level, you know, kind of person. Like, just absolutely inspiring human being, and he's like, you know. He's incredibly durable too, so mm-hmm. like I feel like that's there's a level of stability there. But it, I mean, the question is, it, you know, he played safety last year a little bit, or even full time. It sounds like yeah, he played strong side or strong safety because what happened is uh, Tony Jefferson, their box safety, got hurt early in the year, uh, so Carr made the transition over from corner to safety and played in the box, and actually he played pretty well. Uh, again, he started every single game in his career since 2018. Has never missed a, a game. So, I mean, I know he's older. Maybe he's not a guy that you want starting. But if he's, you know, your third safety and he's helping Reggie Robinson make that transition from corner to safety, I'm all for it. I tell you what, this is why it makes sense because the things that really like, especially this year. You know Brandon Carr. The front office knows and loves who that person is as a human being. Mm-hmm. The, the the defensive backfield just you know really really does need a vet in that room, uh, and I think that that's you know this is you, you provide a guy that's really you know experienced has seen it all come from a very complicated defense in which he played multiple spots, and that brings me to my last point. The 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 way that he can play inside and outside, I mean the way he has last. You know, a few years is is a, is exactly what we keep hearing over and over again that this this team wants. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, I I think I, when you, when you suggested it, uh, I thought about it for a second, and, and, but I mean, it really felt like uh, it was a a a good fit, and and and, and it could be a ch- because the thing again, they're not going to want to spend a lot a ton of money there. So I, I think it would be if he could if he can come cheap. We've already paid him quite a bit of money. Um, and, and if, he, if, he, if he can afford to come cheap, I know you mentioned he lives here still. Yeah. It could be one of those situations where it just everything kind of aligns. And, and it's not like a game changing solu- solution, or, you know, he's not a. No, no, no. Like, but I think he's a guy who could be a solid player for you, you know, and, you know, do a couple different things for you, too, because of his versatility. Yeah, I wonder if he's one of these guys that. You know, they pick up after week one, right? When you no longer have to pay a guy for the entire season, you can pay him week by week. Uh, maybe you, you need him for a couple weeks, and then maybe you find out by week 10, Reggie Robinson's ready to go, or Donovan Wilson's yeah. ready for more snaps. I, I just wouldn't be surprised if that's what they do right now. They go, they go light at the safety position for week one, 
and then they try to add somebody off the street uh, in yeah. week two and for on. Um, let's go through a couple other guys really quickly. Antoine Bethea, similar to Brandon Cars, played a bunch of years, can play a lot of spots, um, pretty healthy. Clayton Gathers is a strong safety who the Cowboys brought in during the 2019 offseason. Uh, they wanted to sign him. He went back to the Colts. He's currently a free agent. Uh, Tony Jefferson, who I just mentioned, uh, he's coming off an injury, but the expectation is, according to Josina Anderson, that he should be ready by about week one, week two. Uh, and then Eric Reed, who's been a pretty good safety in the NFL for a long time, uh, who we knew the, know the front office liked back in that 2013 draft. Any of those names jump out to you? Reed does because of all the reasons you mentioned. I think Gaith- Gaithers and, and Jefferson are solid players that I would be interested in, but I think that they probably fit more of the defense that we played last season than this year just because they're both kind of purely – I mean, not, maybe not purely box safeties, but that's definitely where they make mm-hmm. their money. And I think that that's not necessarily the kind of role that we're, they're going to be playing – no, because they got times. Donovan Wilson though too, right? I mean, that's, at yeah, that point, I mean, they already have that guy. If they're gonna do that, then yeah, put Donovan Wilson in. So, you, but I mean, that's the thing is that you need a guy who can be more than that, who can be better than that. You know, like because I think I'd rather have Darian Thompson at that point. You know, yeah. like as I, th- I mean, and, and again, that's not to disparage Darian Thompson because frankly, none of us have seen him play this year, so we don't really know. If, if, if his game developed, is he playing? Is he fitting well in this defense? I don't I don't know. So I just think that if versatility is the thing that they keep mentioning over and over again, I, I, I to me, that seems like you, you need a guy that's the, the, that are kind of the more athletic, mm-hmm. you know, the, the do it all safeties as opposed to the kind of box thumper safety tackle tackling guys, you know. I'm going to go ahead and make a prediction right now. I, I, I think the Cowboys will find their fourth safety, fifth safety, whatever you want to call it, probably on Sunday, right after waivers clear. They'll grab somebody who is, you know, experienced on special teams, maybe has a, you know, a decent pedigree, maybe a day three pick, uh, and that's what they're going to do. I, I don't envision any big, big moves at that safety position. I, I, I have a hard time believing they're going to, like, trade a notable draft pick for safety at this stage in the game and expect him to come in and contribute. I, I just don't see that happening. I think they're going to roll with Xavier Woods. They like what Darian Thompson can do. Donovan Wilson can provide some stuff, you know, in the box and has made a bunch of plays whenever he's been out there. My gut, and please, I'll let you have the last word of this, but my gut feels like they're okay at safety. It's not an elite unit. It maybe is not even an average unit, but I don't think it's going to kill them. What do you think? I see. I agree. I think that to me, the 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 Brandon Carr thing makes sense because you know he doesn't. Nec- if you could sign him cheap, he doesn't necessarily have to come in as a full time starter. Because again, and I keep saying this, uh, they really. I think they really like some of these young safeties. They kind of keep getting caught in this spot where they they, they everyone wants them to get a a you know a, a veteran safety, but I think that they they like. To, they like these two young guys to kind of develop a little bit more. So yeah. you, you, you're caught between wanting to get a, a, you know, a strong candidate. And I don't mean strong safety, but a strong candidate as, as a second safety, and wanting to give these other guys playing time to develop to see if they if they can become that. Sure. So I, I think that the, there is a good chance that maybe they've just pulled the band aid and realized okay. Darian Thompson is an a good enough floor for me, us that that we can. 
throw him in there, maybe get one more veteran guy. If if we if if we go into the week one against the Rams, and the Rams is probably as good a litmus test as anybody, right? If if you go into week one and 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 it's just an absolute disaster at safety. You can go. You, there's guys in the street you can go get and sign sure. and yes. get them on the plane. But but if if not, if if Darian Thompson understanding the defense in and out and just being in the right spot at the right time is enough against all you know with all the other stuff, why go out and, and sign somebody if you know that's going to stunt the growth potentially of, of of a Wilson or a Darian Thompson? I, I think they have to at, at some point. They need to figure out mm-hmm. like what they've got in these down 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 roster safeties, or really get serious about going out to replace them. The Cowboys have until Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern time to finalize uh, their 53-man roster. Now they can make moves uh, on Sunday and Monday, getting ready for that Week One matchup against the Rams. Uh, but they will have to cut down their roster to 53, and they're starting to do that over the last couple of days. Uh, we've got one more podcast this week. On Friday, we'll come back, talk about any new Cowboy news. We'll make our 53-man roster prediction, uh, and we'll be back finishing out uh, training camp with the Dallas Cowboys. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Locked on Cowboys, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time.